What is your definition of success for yourself? Nutrition, nutritional foods that are going to support you when if there's adrenal stress, fatigue, that's inflammation. Chronic stress creates inflammation. Do you really need to be doing HIIT training every day? No, not if your body is stressed. Again, that's more doing, doing, doing. You're listening to the Lifetonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire and motivate you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. Alongside inspiring leaders, industry experts, healers, visionaries, and disruptors, we will explore alternative health and wisdom that expand our definition of self, as well as the many nuances of what it means to thrive in our bodies and minds. I'm your host, Joanna Oh, and I'm grateful for you tuning in today. Hi, Francesca, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. I'm really excited to have you here. We're going to talk about some stuff that I think is very relevant to what's been going on to everyone's life, the kind of transition that has happened for pretty much everyone in the past year and a half or so. So for people kind of tuning in, I guess I'll give a little introduction and then I'll pass it over to you and you can tell us all about your journey and your story, which is very fascinating. I'm really happy we could connect. I am joined today by Francesca, the founder of Holistic Body Life. Francesca is a holistic health coach, a breathwork facilitator, author, and speaker. She's passionate about helping and service, service-based entrepreneurs really overcome burnout, reconnect to their true self, and show up in their power and just be present, which I think we can all use a little bit more of. She believes it is our true nature to have vibrant, radiant health and that having a strong foundation in physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health is the key to success in life and in business and in relationships. And through her 20 years of experience in health and well-being, being an entrepreneur and experiencing burnout as a personal trainer, she created her own programs with an integrative approach, which is really pretty much a 360 you know, holistic, really, that's a good way to put it, kind of approach, a combination of kind of mindset, nutrition, coaching, breath work, body work, trauma release that have helped her and her clients thrive and have resilience in today's fast paced world. And although we've hit pause for some time, at least slow down a little bit, which I think has been super beneficial. I want to hear it from you. How has it felt for you and what's been kind of the transition? And, you know, how do you feel today? We don't get to really pause and ask that, do we? Mm, that's true. Thank you for that introduction. It's really like, you know, it's funny when you hear someone else kind of t- introduce, like talk back, um, introducing you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a pause has definitely had been needed and welcomed. I think the pace that we were living at pre-pandemic was unsustainable. And for some people, life has sped up for them because they're juggling with the homeschooling and, and trying to work a full-time job at the same time. You know, I really take my hats off to parents and my friends who are parents who are really got taxing time at the moment for me personally it has yeah it's it's I have slowed down although I have been slowing down over the last few years because I'm getting burnt out and 
being constantly on the go taught me that I had to bring in more balance into my body into my body and the way that I was living so um, it has it has enabled me to slow down more and um, still not be on the go and just realize how sometimes some of my days it was just like from one thing to the next and just even that driving in traffic to get to somewhat a client on on time and just make it there on time straight away was putting my nervous system into this go 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 like at the start of the day and not having that is actually made such a difference just having longer mornings not again commuting in rush hour traffic driving getting stressed if I was going to be late <laughs> um and yeah that has been it has been a welcome pause welcomed pause yeah it sounds like it I think you'll talk a little bit about kind of where you came from because you initially had a little bit I could say is a bit of a career change really a sort of not a career change per se but a redirect yeah and it's interesting I always say you know sometimes we have to break down to break through Mm. and it's you know for so many people it probably came at different degrees and intensity but for you that was the ultimate like a burnout like an actual your body telling you that you can't keep going this way so I guess from experiencing burnout which I haven't I've experienced chronic stress and anxiety how did you go from that to really creating the program which is burnout to breakthrough and you put it very well you know breakdown to breakthrough burnout to breakthrough and empowering others in what is a very common thing nowadays yeah well I would say that my for me, I was, I kept being constantly on the edge of burnout. And because I had the tools to listen enough, I never went completely into flat on my back, couldn't get out of bed, burnout. But I certainly experienced the kind of the breakdowns, the chronic fatigue, the injuries that come from not listening. So for me, and it was a build up and it was accumulation of years. So you know, I started out in the fitness industry very young and that was great in my 20s, took on everything, very busy, um, full-time private personal training client base, worked all hours of the days, especially with the in the personal training world. The busiest time is usually before people go to work and after work. So quite unsociable hours and then work through the day and then teaching classes. So I was constantly very physical that was great in my 20s. In my 30s, I couldn't really sustain that go, 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 doing, 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 physical, 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 without my body giving me, without my body giving me signs. And so it was really, I got fascinated into more about adrenal stress, hormonal health, and, and how stress affects our hormones in Um, about 10 years ago and I started to see the patterns in my clients so especially uh, mums that were working with young children how they were going through adrenal fatigue and actually started to tweak how I would be working with them or training them in order to suit their stress profile and I got more into yoga myself and I noticed how much it calmed my mind and just did something for me so I started to bring a bit more balance but yeah, it was around in my early 30s, I I just started, I, I kept hitting the edge of 
just exhaustion every now and every every so often I would just feel this fatigue and I couldn't keep up the pace that I was living whenever I went on to explore new things like yoga or certain bodywork training that really highlighted to me how exhausted my system was but I had no idea and that goes very much to the my perception of myself of my identity at that time of being a personal trainer I had to be strong I couldn't be tired I was fit I was healthy and like I could just keep going (laughs) at the expense of myself the expense of my energy my health and actually having time to have relationships and so it's really over a period of years that I would look back and go, yeah, there were the signs of, of burnout. So there was an, another time, I just remembered this this morning, that I something I completely forgot about. I had this fungal skin condition where I had this, it sounds horrible, but this like, yeah, fungal sort of discoloring, discolor, discoloration on my skin, on my arms and on my stomach. And I went to a naturopath and, I, and, I, and I'd gone, I had done a detox and everything and I came back and I, I still had it. And she was like, yeah, this is usually comes on with stress. And I was like, but I'm not really, I'm not really stressed because I, I thought that stress was, you know, I wouldn't be happy or I'd be depressed. And I was like, well, outwardly, everything's going quite well in my life. And at that time, I think, yeah, I had just, I had just broken up with somebody and I was living with a flatmate at the time and I had to move out of that place because the landlord was selling. So I was actually undergoing a lot of stress, <laughs> emotional stress. I was like, well, yeah, I am trying to look for a place to live. I've just had my heart broken <laughs> and I've got this fungal thing. I'm literally working or doing something active seven days a week. And I was like, I actually haven't had a, I haven't really had a day off. I'm doing something even though it's stuff I love doing, I'm, I'm doing, I'm just, I'm overtraining, I'm overactive, I'm too yang. So that was a really a wake up call. And then there was really many moments like that over years until one point, I think I got to, yeah, 33, 34, when I went to do my training in um, with the Czech Institute on holistic lifestyle coaching. And I volunteered to be the case study because I was just like, I'm exhausted. I'm going through anxiety all the time. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself I was at that age where you know I wasn't where I thought I should be in life but dictated by what society perceives where I should be and putting this pressure on myself like oh my gosh I'm single like I feel like I'm doing everything on my own I'm giving all my energy out to my clients yeah so by the time I got to the course I was like hey I'm here for my I'm here for me first because it's been a tough year and I put my hand up to be the volunteer and that was one of the best things that happened really I learned so much about myself and and what was really going on for me and how high my stress profile was but I hadn't given myself permission to just go do you know what I need some support here I need to ask for help stop trying to do everything on my own and being strong and I need to heal so really my work has just organically evolved by different trainings over the years and breath work and the holistic lifestyle coaching to really put together a program based on what I had to do to really heal myself and 
in order to work, especially for the industries where you're giving energy out. It's so important to know how do you replenish your energy, how to ground yourself, how to center yourself, how to clear your energy, how to have boundaries, energetic boundaries. And and so, so, so my program has really developed from everything that I knew and went through over the years that took me years <laughs> to now I, I use that um, it's a six-month program so I use that to help others so really getting clear on what your core values are what is your definition of success for yourself nutrition nutritional foods that are going to support you when if there's adrenal stress fatigue that's inflammation chronic stress creates inflammation and so um, movement do you really need to be doing HIIT training every day? No, not if your body is stressed. Again, that's more doing, doing, doing. That's what, you know, I wasn't doing HIIT, but I was just doing too much. I can definitely relate. Well, two things actually that I thought about. The first is actually you said it and I was going to, that was going to be my next question was because you worked in this industry where it's a perceived persona almost, like this is the person that you have to be. I can see how you would strive to achieve that. And I think it's probably not just in the fitness industry because, you know, I relate for, from my perspective, working in a corporate environment that's predominantly male. And if we were to go into like this whole energetic thing, you know, the male energy and the female energy, I definitely can. And it's funny how and you can see it in hindsight, right? Because you couldn't <laughs> see it at the time that you were stressed out. <laughs> um but sort of peeling those layers back and realizing that I wasn't aligned with my energy. Like I wasn't trying to balance it and I was externalizing. So I really like what you said about a lot of it is directed mm. outwards to just do, 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 go, go, go. And I think it also ties to like our society, you know, that's what is rewarded yes. as being a go getter, uh, self-starter yeah. and all these yeah. buzzwords that Get we to come the across <laughs> climb the ladder <laughs> I think it's almost I don't know I mean it'd be interesting to hear from you because you work with companies and in, with individuals also in those kind of environments but I think it's a shame that we don't reward like other parts of us that can also help us achieve success and I see particularly this with women is women in leadership positions actually having to literally drive themselves into the ground to get to like a perceived place where they want to be and then you just turn around and you're like in your mid-30s and you just you know you don't have that balance you don't have that mental clarity you've just done 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 okay you've ticked all those boxes maybe but at the expense of what at the expense of your mental and emotional health yeah yeah and 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 there's been no time to just pause and go actually sometimes it's about the journey rather than just getting to be actually enjoying that journey on the way and that needs time to just pause it's interesting that like you were talking about also like the workouts and kind of tying into hormonal health and all that stuff and I think the first thing is that when you went through burnout and then you found yourself on the other end and like you had all these things going in your life and all these transitions you know like it was properly the term was transitional you it's funny how your brain will like trick you into thinking that you're fine 
you know, and I've recently realized this as well, that I'm very much like I'm a very active person. And I find it actually quite the opposite. I find it hard to slow down. And, and it's almost maybe it ties back into what you were saying, like the doing, and it's channeling that energy. But I find it hard to like, back in the day when we had all these things happening, right? Like you had certain set hours of work and then you were tired, you're up since 6am, you still want to squeeze in a workout and you think the most effective workout that I could possibly do for my body now is hit. And I think a lot of women actually find themselves in that position and hit can actually be very detrimental to your hormonal health, which I've only recently learned. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. And this is something I, I write about as well, um, that the, the culture, especially, well, previously in the city, city workers, everything's high intensity. It's quite very much a type A personality is working hard and then uh, go out with your clients, entertain your clients and drink. You have to drink with them, drink hard as well, you know, not just a little bit it's like got to go in you know got to win the deal and then um before that they might go to the gym and then train really hard They're usually training for some triathlon or ultra marathon and then you get the 40 year old who drops dead with a heart attack and everyone wonders why because oh but he was so fit and healthy yes but no one can sustain that intensity all the time you reap the benefits when you rest you know, so for example, when you go have a workout or you do some trend training, it's when you wake up the next day, you're like, oh, I feel it. The benefits happen when you rest. But if you haven't got the recharge or the rebound or the or the space in your system to regenerate, to recover and repair, then you are um, causing more harm. So that's why it's important to really start to get back in touch with, okay, how do I feel? Where is my energy at? What kind of intensity is right for me right now? And taking look at different types of movements. So whether it's might be more sort of Qigong type, which is cultivating your energy and your life force, restorative yoga, you know, you've got to have the energy reserves first to be able to do the higher intensity. It's not to say that higher intensity is bad. It's just where are you at? with your stress on your stress profile with your, your organs and the glands energy is prioritized your organs and glands first and if that's if the energy is not going there and you then go on top of doing a, doing a, a hit workout then there's just not enough reserves the priority is going to be to the organs and glands so then what happens is the body becomes more in a stress state because it wants to repair and recover from that workout but it hasn't got the reserves so it begins to slow things down holds on to produces more cortisol stress hormones and starts to um, perhaps create more more inflammation and cortisol will make you hold on to weight fluid and fat so then all that effort has kind of mm. gone out the window it's interesting it all ties in together and you said that you experienced something that manifested ultimately on your mm. skin and I talk about skin a lot because I find it well is fascinating um and i find that a lot of whatever you're holding on to and carrying and not processing kind of runs its course and maybe it's like a quiet you know in the back of your mind it's like a quiet stress that maybe your body kind of is used to and you're constantly dripping more and more into it add into the mix everything that you just said add into the mix alcohol 
um, foods, you know, it, the whole spectrum. And the skin is kind of like, to me, the gateway where you can't ignore anymore. It's literally manifesting on the outside. Mm. So how did you heal that? <laughs> I went to Thailand. <laughs> I went to Thailand. I was not expecting <laughs> that. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I went to Thailand. I did. I knew it was, to, it was, the skin's very connected to the gut as well. Gut issues, immunity, immune systems in the gut. So I knew that was, it was linked to candida. Uh, candida overgrowth in the gut I used to suffer from this when I was when I was younger and um, so I went to Thailand and I stayed at this amazing place and did this this full-on anti-candida detox um, was out rested was out in the sun doing it a little bit in fact it was funny because the most amount of activity I did was just gentle walks and a bit of gentle yoga and even that was fatiguing so as I gave my body permission to slow down I realized how fatigued my system was so that helped a lot um but it was still there of course when I got back um slightly and so it was a continuation of diet gut healing anti-candida um and and slow and really yeah slowing slowing down I mean being in the sun really helps so when I got back to England it was I can't remember if, I don't think it was particularly summertime when I got back so it did come back a bit more but yeah having a realization and say I started to say no a bit more I was saying yes to everything like I was yeah I I, I had the same thing so for me it was also candida and probably combined with a bunch of other stuff it's always a cluster issue mm. isn't it Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about your book because first of all, you published, you self-published a book in 2020. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I was writing it way before then. And um, yeah, it ended up coming out in 2020. <laughs> it's amazing. I was actually thinking about this this morning because I looked back to, I don't know if you journal, but this time last year I journaled because it was still very much like an in-between. I think I said to you in the beginning of this call, it was very much like no one knew what was going on. Like suddenly we were just sent home from the office and it was like, okay, what the hell? Everything is shutting down. And it was that sort of like, eventually what I called in my journaling notes, the shift, like the paradigm Mm. shift. So for me, like your book couldn't have been more like on point at that time. I'm sure he, obviously you wrote it before, but like is so intentional into what was going on. Super beneficial. And if you ask anybody, and I guess, so you've had now exposure to both sides, right? Like you've seen the people that you worked with before, like what was, what was their kind of experience? And I guess you worked, because you, you mentioned the city and that's what springs to mind is, you know, the kind of all-encompassing idea of if you asked anybody before the pandemic, what do you want more of in your life? It, I'm willing to bet it would have been more time more time for myself more less hours less working hours less hours commuting yeah I mean I'm just rambling but because it just ties into your book I want you to talk about your book yeah thank you thank you for that acknowledgement because you know what it was crazy um Joanna because I wrote this book I was kind of uh, two years writing it like on and off um so between 20 I started writing it 2018 I finished writing it end of 2019 so then so then beginning of 2020 it's like going through the final edits proofread book cover all of those things so then by the time it was published it was 
it was really perfect timing because a lot of the things I talk about is nothing is certain and and you know very specific things I wrote that I was like whoa that's so relevant right now and about how you know no job is certain and and just slowing down and how to replenish yourself so uh, it was perfect timing in a sense divine timing and uh, what I've seen with some of my yeah clients is yeah very much being faced with changing their priorities a shift in their priorities and of redefining success which is something I'm I'm really big like huge on about what does success actually mean for you and away from what they thought it may have meant for them might which might have been how other people might perceive you out and about now it's very much coming back to the inner okay actually I mean so many people I know who've moved out from the city into the country to be in nature so for now actually it's a a blessing slowing down it's an all-rounder kind of uh, I said holistic in the beginning but really in in the in the book description I guess it's described as a blueprint Mm. for the all the all-round mind body spirit and actually thriving instead of surviving which I think was very much the dynamic and you said in the beginning you know I think we needed this kind of refresh like this pause button because it was just going too fast yeah it wasn't sustainable something quite interesting that I think I've noticed, and I guess you're you're in this industry, so I want to hear your thoughts on this, but I feel like we've reopened this topic of self-care and self-love, but in a very, unfortunately, very mainstream, like superficial way. Yeah, I haven't really, I haven't really looked to see what's going on in, in the way it's been, I suppose, publicized. Depends how it's portrayed, really. It can be a bit sort of cringe <laughs> in the way that it's sort of just thrown out there, abandoned. What does it actually mean? What does it actually mean? So for me, self-care is a necessity, not a, not, a, not a luxury, especially right now. You have to fill your cup up first so that you can give from the overflow. And this is something I teach my clients. You take that time every day, every morning to set your energy because that is a place you're going to serve from and show up for your kids as a partner, as a husband, as a wife, as a mother, as a boss, as a business owner. So that's self-care. How am I actually, I'm setting my energy first. I'm taking time and space to connect to my energy, myself first. So that's going to influence the way I show up in all areas of my life. That's pretty damn important, right? Especially right now. And I talk a lot about this with leaders conscious leadership leaders of the world this is vital we all need to become leaders of ourselves we need to be able to guide ourselves and become leaders of ourselves so that we are making conscious choices in our life and the way that we live our life self-love as well is huge because if we learn to love and accept ourselves embrace our shadow side as they say and again it's going to change the way if, if we all start to do that individually, that's going to change the way we move, operate in the world, the way we relate to each other, the way we connect to each other. And that will have an influence on how we are globally. You have to take care of your own ecosystem first. If you want to see the ecosystem of the world change, of the planet change, if you want to see shift, 
you have to take care of your own ecosystem first because each ecosystem is going to create a healthier collective planet <laughs> collective consciousness collective collective so self-care ma mandatory at this time self-love as well we we love ourselves going to change the way we connect and have relationships to each other healthier relationships healthier ecosystems relationships with the children and the next generation that's going to come into this world and and also we begin to take responsibility we take responsibility for ourselves our actions and behaviors and we, we stop putting the blame out to other people and, and acting from our wounded selves and our wounded hurts so that's where the self-love also trauma work comes in as well because when we then we become more integrated and liberated from our past wounds that we're holding and acting out yeah. from most of the time. That's a really big thing. I think beautifully said, first of all, I think you really summed it up so well. And for a lot of people that I've spoken to, I think in the past year and beyond, a lot of that trauma work has actually come in and a lot of the sort of shadow side um, of things that's oh, yeah. come in and me for me included but because the first thing was like a shot now you're home and for a lot of yes. people that meant isolation in the very literal <clears throat> sense of the word and just being with yourself and it's very frightening just sitting in front of yourself and actually saying right I yeah. can actually yeah. unpack some of these things some of these lies beliefs that I've been living with and distracting yeah. myself from which is the biggest oh, yeah. piece here. And likewise, everyone I know has gone has, has had some kind of it doesn't matter how much work you've done, ooh, there's still stuff. And and definitely and and this time has definitely brought a lot of that to the surface trauma. Um it's not easy. It doesn't mean it's easy, but what lies on the other side is worth it because then you become more liberated more embodied as your full self rather than rejecting those parts of yourselves that you're constantly distracting yourself from. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think it's not comfortable, but it ultimately allows for this radical self-love really in the truest mm. expression of what it means. And I think it really is that um, because mainstream media, and you said you haven't seen a lot of it, but I've seen a lot of it. I've seen a lot of this toxic positivity almost on yeah like just stuff that doesn't at least for me it just doesn't resonate it doesn't ring true but also just pushing product onto people I find that very upsetting it's just mm. not enriching mm. in any way mm. so th that's kind of what I meant oh yeah I do know <laughs> what you mean there is a lot of of that too the, the kind of toxic positivity just you know stay positive and just you know be in the light just focus positive but it's again there's a there's a reject a bit of a, a you could say spiritual bypassing because we've got to go if we want to really truly love ourselves self-love that means loving all of yourself and all of those things those parts that we've tried to suppress perhaps and go do you know i see this coming up this is a part of myself i embrace it i yeah it's it's a beautiful process but you have to kind of i've found myself just having to maybe give a little bit more love to past versions of myself. So how have you navigated these changes? Like, you know, if you're just someone coming into this, 
let's say you're not spiritual, you have no idea, you know, where to start, and yet you're exposed to so much stuff online. I'm just trying to sort of put myself in that situation. Where do you start with this integrative approach? Like if you were to guide someone through that? Good question. It's different for each person. If I'm working with them personally, I would just see what comes up on their stress profile, where they are. Someone like that, to be honest, I find that just starting working with them, connecting them to their body, the physical first, because if you're most people living from the neck up, in the head, busy mind, living from here up, anxiety, running around, ungrounded. So actually, um, and I guess this is part of my journey, but it just took me 20 years. <laughs> so starting with the physical, connecting to your body. So once you have that connection to your body and you're you're actually at least more in your body. So it might be just working through movement, mindful movement, going into nature, taking walks, um, some type of yoga postures that just get you slowing down and connected to your body and grounding. I I teach a lot of people just actually basic techniques on how to ground every day. And that's a game changer because when they're more grounded straight away, they're more in their body and they're more present. And then they're able to tap slowly in time, tap into their truth within themselves. I believe for me, my job as a coach, my mission is to guide, guide you, guide, guide, you know, each person to become their own guide for themselves, self-mastery, to become the master of their own health and their own life. So it's really just helping people to tune in to you have everything inside of you. Stop looking out externally. Yeah, it's it's part of the slowing down, isn't it? The sort of not, first of all, well, not even moving as much as we used to or going from yeah. place to place there's definitely an element of of grounding but I think for anyone you started with this anyone who's in an industry that is like client facing even or just more external or giving to other people if that's part of your job I really have struggled in the past to do that to sort of take a step back and it took a long time to realize that actually I needed to understand how first of all how stress manifested Mm. in the body how does it manifest for me? What do I turn into when I'm not in this full alignment of self? You spoke about like the vessel, this sort of metaphor of the vessel that you need to fill your cup first and then... Mm, that's it. And be it, then give from the overflow. If I come with an empty cup, who wants an empty cup? Like, you're like, oh, you go to a party, you get handed an empty cup. <laughs> you want that in abundance has to start from within and it's it's you know we're not really taught that in society and I think your book is I mean I recommend obviously it's about to sell out by the way on (laughs) Amazon I was just gonna throw that in there okay so (laughs) it's about to sell out so hopefully more copies coming soon but I think I I really love the Obviously, I said it was like such good timing for you, but I think it's also a very, I guess, like, how do you see it? You know, putting your work out there into the world, it's a very kind of 
21st century thing. Like it's your, it's your guide. It's your embrace. It's your work of guiding people into going into their, you know, the depths of their truest expression of self, which is just so powerful. Mm. Yeah, it's really, it is. It's an amazing, um, it is amazing. I'm really, it's probably one of the things I'm most proud of actually in my life because it is literally my heart and soul everything I know not everything but and it's really written to empower other people in their health in their well-being in transformation but in a very um I like to say a a very sort of not overwhelming way <laughs> I don't want to get overwhelmed so it's no look the feedback I've had is that wow it's really like simple action steps that I can really implement into my life straight away so keeping it going back to 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 simple going back to nature basically so I'm really proud of it because there's only perhaps a certain number of people I can reach on a one-to-one basis and maybe in groups as well but with this this is something my gift to the world yeah I love the idea of reconnecting with those things and I'm hoping that well that the collective is moving towards more of that because there's such a disconnect like from our food you said it so well like there's all these concepts like farm to table concepts but yeah you really talk about I guess this this disconnect and this is this is one of the things I wrote on the my my back cover was that there is a disease of dis and actually this is what's been beautiful because we're coming back back to reconnection but you know the, the the inspiration behind my book was that there's like there's disease of disconnect we're disconnected more than ever from our food our environment in our relationships you know when you there is there's a disconnect we have become so advanced in technology which has been also amazing because we can connect from anywhere around the world but we've become disconnected from our nature and this is what has been what what I'm seeing as a 360 that's happening nature's kind of starting to thrive now is going hey now is my time hey and pay attention pay attention to what you have been doing to the environment to the food sources to the water supplies to the air because because I'm healing now, Mother Nature is healing, and so now each individual's going from a spiritual energetic perspective. There's a huge purge going on, hence why a lot of people's traumas are coming up. It's a different experience, but I like what you said about the collective purging, uh, because I've definitely yeah. sort of have been hearing this from people and people sharing that. Um, obviously, we said a lot of people have stuff coming up. And a lot of people are now seeing, you know, like stuff that had been bottled up maybe for so many years and being brought to a place where maybe you, your relationship ended during long, you know, there's been, I'm just saying these because these are like the most kind of core ones that happen the most frequently, I guess people losing their job. And it seems like, you know, the world is ending when any of this happens to you because it's terrible. No one wants to go through that, but it is it's just such a like seed that like a nudge almost from the universe to say you know maybe you should look at something else and kind of just push you in that direction so I'm interested to see where it goes Mm. yeah it is I really believe that I really believe that you know 
trust that what is falling away is falling away because it's no longer served, serving you. And that in that you're creating space to allow new opportunities, new things to come in. Even if you can't see what it is right now, just trust, trust in that. When I look back in my life, things that have fallen away or relationships that have ended, it's like, it might take me a few years to go, ah, okay, yeah, I got the lesson. That was a blessing. Now I see it. But I, but now I, yeah, everything. I always see it now. So I think, I mean, I could talk to you for hours. There's so many tangents. <laughs> I could <laughs> We could go down. Obviously, like we've covered so much and I think more people will be interested in obviously checking out your book, which I said is about to sell out. So you probably have to be pretty quick yeah. with that or the ebook. <laughs> yeah, it's on Amazon. Um, you said it's also an ebook. And I think you also share a lot of stuff on your Instagram, which of course I'll link in the show notes. People can go and check that out and obviously get in touch if they wanted to delve deeper into the topics we covered. <laughs> so what's coming up for you now? What is coming up for me now? I am, yeah, I'm working on, I've got some one-to-one programs that I have developed over this, the beginning of this year, my burnout to breakthrough which is a six month um online coaching program one-to-one with me and then I have a couple of others I've got a quantum leap program which is a coaching program plus um structural realignment because we have to get our physical bodies realigned as well uh, for energy to flow and also um breath work as well which helps it to integrate emotional um trauma limited beliefs and things so I have that and I have also another one called return to self which is a breathwork and coaching and self-inquiry 10-week program with me working on healing the inner child grounding owning your power owning your voice and and I may look to do some some online group sessions with that as well so and just yeah getting my book into the world continue to get my book into the world and help people during this time yeah if there's one thing that this year has been good for is actually ticking books off my reading list (laughs) um so I think anyone you know listening this is again a good time to probably pick it up because yeah it's a really good like I don't like the description self-help books Mm. they're books for enlightenment right that's more that's more like yeah (laughs) Yeah, and this one is so. What some of the feedback I've had is a little bit of like a workbook. So there's things to fill in, to think about, reflect on, so you can fill fill things in along the way. So it's a little bit like having me as your coach in your pocket. So it's interactive. That's cool. I like that. And obviously, everything is linked um, on your Instagram. Uh, people can reach out and sort of see um, more of more of what you do and your website. Thank you so much, Joanna. Thank you for having me and hosting me on your 